Welcome back to Triple Apple Sports Talk. I'm Josh. This is Bryce, and that's Roy. We got a fun little episode for you. Got a little college football end of season. We also got NFL playoffs starting, so we got a lot to talk about here. We're going to kick it off with some NFL action that happened this past week. And starting on Saturday, the first meaningful game of the week was the Texans went into Indianapolis, and the winner was going to make the playoffs for sure with some changes ending up happening later in the week. But the Texans go into Indianapolis and win 23-19. to Bryce is the one that predicted this, so I'm going to let him lead it off. I, I mean, I called it. I think the Texans, they just have the ability to be that explosive team. They're a fun team to watch, and I love that they got in over the Colts because I, I like this team a lot better, and I can't wait to watch them play. This is the type of team that's going to knock out a playoff team, in my opinion. I didn't think that the Colts were the type of team to go in and upset a first round and knock out a playoff team. But then again, it was a really close game. I mean, coming down the stretch, you got to be wondering, like, what's that coach thinking? throwing to a guy that's like a third-string running back when you have a pro bowler back there for a first down. I mean, maybe they go on to score, maybe they don't, but that kind of sealed the game. And, you know, it's it doesn't look good on the coach whenever you make a play call like that. I, obviously, he's got to catch it. It's got to be a better ball. A lot of people involved, a lot of mistakes that probably shouldn't happen. Yeah. Roy, what are your takes away from this game Saturday night? Yeah, I, I don't think either one of these teams are, is a team that could beat uh, a good team in the first round. Um, I mean, CJ Stroud played well. He made some, and Nico had that connection, and Nico Collins has really taken off. But uh, I mean, Colts lost this game. I mean, they they were running the ball so well, and then they got away from it. I mean, Gardner Minshew is not that great. I mean, he's an average quarterback. He moved the ball a little bit, but he I mean, he's not going to win you a ball game. And then on that last drive, you're I mean, they were running the hell out of ball, and then you just play calling at the end. I mean, you just yeah. you gave it away that. I know coaches are trying to run time off the clock because CJ Stroud can throw the ball. I think he was worried that they, that they got to run time and do things yeah. and they got conservative and not, you got to score first. And that's the main thing. And um, I, so I really think the Colts really blew that game for themselves, but Hey, give it up to Texans for, you know, for a young team. I think they're going to, you know, they got a bright future, but uh, yeah. um, I don't, I don't think they'll do much in the playoffs. Yeah. This game was weird because in the first half it was all Texans, and they moved the ball all over the field wherever they wanted. Then the, the script flipped the entire second half where the Colts were dominating and running the ball down their throats the entire second half. And the momentum was definitely in Indy's side, especially at home. You know, you, they were driving late. But, uh, yeah, the, like Bryce said, that play call, man, I don't know yeah. how I don't know how you decide to throw it to a third-string running back with your season on the line. But to be fair, he was open. So it wasn't like the play was bad. He, it just They just didn't execute. Yeah. And I agree with Bryce in the fact that I would much rather have seen the Texans make the playoffs and the Colts. They're just more exciting. But um, I don't know if they win the playoff game, but I picked the Colts because I thought they'd win at home. But I'm more excited to see the Texans in than the Colts. So yeah. in that regard, um, I'm okay with it. And that leads us to the next game, which was Sunday afternoon. Jags go to Tennessee, lose 20-28. to And because the Jags lose, that game Saturday night between the Texans and the Colts ended up being for the division. So the Texans win the division. They get a home playoff game out of it. And the Jaguars, man, what a collapse they've had at the end of the season. I'll go first on this one. They went into Tennessee losing like four or five, four of their last five, and all they had to do is win one to make that playoffs, and they don't. Um, They really struggled offensively. I really thought they'd score more than 28. Um, They couldn't stop King Henry his last game in Tennessee probably. Couldn't stop him. And for me, it's just – I know Trevor Lawrence was not healthy the last latter half of the season, 
but that's still no excuse not to win one or two football games. I mean, they were what like nine and three. Yeah, they were looking through the bar, and they lose like five of six or six of seven, whatever it was late. I mean, they they just weren't playing their best football, and it's probably better at the end of the day that they didn't make it because they just haven't been playing good, and they probably just would have lost first round. So, um, it 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 just sucks because that's a good football team, and they just really didn't play well down the stretch. Yeah, I thought Trevor Lawrence just didn't show up for this game. You know, Uh, as this team relies on him, he's their leader. You know, and he comes out and has like three interceptions, I think, and isn't connecting with receivers. He had one to Calvin Ridley to probably tie the game there at the end and just overthrew him a little bit. Uh, me and Josh were watching this game together at Buffalo Wild Wings, and we saw this tall, linky, skinny guy with long hair wearing a Trevor Lawrence jersey. I think that was the guy that was playing this weekend. <laughs> I mean, he just he didn't play good, and you're not going to be a playoff team if your quarterback can't play consistently like that, and especially if he's like your superstar. And it's a good thing they didn't make the playoffs because now uh, I didn't want to watch them play if they're going to be playing like that in the playoffs, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, Trevor Lawrence is hurt. I didn't. I mean, he's just been bad the last six weeks, and you can just tell. And they got, they've completely got away from the running the ball. I think we've been talking about this for weeks. They just don't – I mean, they ran the ball 23 times. I mean, that is – I mean, you've got a good young um, running back, and you don't even – I mean, he had 12, 15 carries. You don't use him. Right, I just felt like they got away from running, and they just relied on Trevor Lawrence to win the ball game because they have some good receivers. But he's when you're hurt, you can't throw the ball like he was doing, um, and he struggled. And if you can't go into or you can't go into t- Nashville against Ryan Tannehill and win, you die. You don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I mean, Ryan Tannehill's terrible. So um, it's it's probably good that the uh, that he's uh, that they're, they agree with that he's out. They're out because they won't do anything to play us. Um, that defense has kind of collapsed too. They we used to be really, really strong, and it's not been what they used to be. So it's probably a good yeah, thing. Props to Tennessee, though. I mean, they came in and they put up a bunch of points on Jacksonville. Whenever this should have been like a walkover game for Jacksonville, and I don't know if you guys saw today, but they fired their head coach. Yep. Um, I think they came out but, inspired to try to keep their head coach. Is what yeah. is probably yeah. they do like Mike Vrabel, but uh, I just don't think. I mean, he just does. He's not a he. I think he's a decent coach, but he's more – I just don't think he, he can pull the trigger, knows how to det- uh, get the guys yeah. that needs to, be to win. Yeah, I agree. I think I, – I like Tennessee a lot, and I think that they have a very bright future. If they can get a new offense – or new new coach, and then uh, Levis gets some development, and DeAndre Hopkins stays there, maybe uh, Derrick Henry returns for one more season. Uh, but I did see today that Derrick Henry's going on a, on a vacation to Dallas. So – Maybe Super Bowl contender next year with Derrick Henry going to Dallas, trying to get a ring before he retires. Who knows what the future is with that guy? So, yeah, yeah. I think that'll lead us into our Sunday afternoon game where only one side had something to play for, but they didn't get the job done. Bears went into Green Bay and lost nine to seventeen. Bryce, as a Bears fan, what were your takeaways from this game? My takeaways from this game is that uh, the Bears' coaching is probably the worst coaching in football. Maybe the second to Atlanta. I mean, we look like one of the best teams in the league uh, through the last two months. Our defense was like a top three defense. Our defense didn't even look like they showed up to the game. I mean, we didn't run a single play that I thought was a good play all all the entire game. Like, it felt like I was watching Nick Foles Bears again, which I hated watching. And that's not what this team is about. We have an explosive offense who's trying to be a non-explosive offense who's just running the ball up the middle. I mean, Justin Fields was 9 for 10 in the first half. You got to let them throw the ball more. And then 
let him come into the third quarter and not throw the ball one time. They ran the ball six straight plays and then gave up a sack. And people are saying, oh, it's Justin Fields holding the ball too long. Look at the cameras downfield. He has two receivers running routes that have four guys covering him. Where is he supposed to throw the ball? He also didn't have any time today. Jenkins had his worst game of the year. Wright had his worst game of the year. We don't have a center who I think should even be in the league. Top to bottom, our centers shouldn't be in the league. We have a lot to do next year. But if this coaching or if this organization thinks that this season has anything to do with Justin Fields and not the coaching, we've seen Justin Fields play as a high-level quarterback time and time again. And then we see his numbers stop getting called. And it makes it him look bad. If we get the right coaches around him to let him play, he's a top quarterback in the league. If you take Caleb Williams over him, you're just an idiot. He's going to end up somewhere like Las Vegas or Atlanta, and he's going to torch people because he is a one-man offense, in my opinion. And that's just how it is. got to get him the ball and let him produce. Are they gonna you fire? Would you- I've read that they're going to fire Luke Getze and maybe not um, – our head coach, Matt Aberflus, which I wouldn't be super against because Matt Aberflus had kind of changed around the defense and kind of changed around the culture this year after starting 0-4. But, I mean, Luke Getze is the worst play caller I think I've ever seen. And ending his season with the Bears with a third and 22 screen pass that was incomplete is almost poet, like poetic. That's just unbelievable. We'll talk about the coach firings here in a minute, so just keep, keep it moving. Right, or Roy, what was your takeaways from this game? Hey, I got to give um, the Packers defense credit. I mean, the Packers yeah. defense came to play. Um, yeah. I thought they played a lot better. I mean, their defense was played really well. You got to think the weather was horrible. I mean, it was just a d- typical pa- uh, Lambeau Field game. And um, I I just think Packers defense is a lot better than, than what uh, people are giving them credit to. And J- Jordan Love played decent. I mean, he just, I mean, yeah. I mean, he gave, he got scored two touchdowns, threw two touchdowns. But then Aaron Jones could run the ball. That, see, that's yeah. the difference. Is yeah. Bears Bears were running the ball, but they can't run the ball. You need a running back. You need an explosive yeah. running back, and that's the that's the difference. Aaron Jones can run, and the Bears don't have a running back that can run, and that's the big difference in any football game. If you can run the ball, that opens up the passing game. And when yeah. you run, like you said, when you run, just send two on a routes. That's I mean, you got got anybody open because they can sit back with that because you can't run the ball. And when Justin yeah. Fields is your best running running option, that's that's just yeah. not. I mean, that's not feasible in the NFL. So yeah. the Bears have a lot of they they have a lot of work to do, but the, give the Packers credit. They're I mean they're a de- they're a decent team. I don't think they'll win a playoff game because of their matchup, but uh, they have they have potential. They're 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 close to being a pretty dang good football team. Yeah, I mean the Bears just didn't have anything to play for. I think that had a little bit to do with it. I mean, they're every player is playing you know as hard as he can, but as just a scheme, you know they're not going to do anything drastic to go win the game because they don't have anything to play for. Like the Packers, on the other hand, they had nothing to lose. Those players, they know if they don't make it, they're done. And if they win, they got in. So, you know, the Packers, they schemed. Their coaches are scheming for the best game of the year for them. They know the Bears well. They play them twice a year, every year. So I just think the Packers, even from a roster's perspective, just they're a better roster up and down. And I think, you know, it was a close game. Almost every divisional game, in my opinion, are close games. And, you know, they just they had a better team this year. It's just what it is. Um, I don't take a lot from the Bears. You know, their offense really hit. I feel like their offense was either really explosive this season or just non-existent. And they just – the Packers have a good defense. They're well coached from uh, Matt LaFleur. It's just, I just think they just had a better game this week. Um, and that that's really all I got from it. So that will take us into Sunday night where winner take all for the division um, before the game. 
things happened in the AFC decided that even the loser would still get in if it was the Bills. But that doesn't happen. The Bills go into Miami and win 21-14. Roy, I mean, this was a fascinating game because it looked like it was Dolphins three quarters. Bills turn it on the fourth and they win the game. So tell me what you get. Well, I mean, I actually think, I mean, the Miami had a lead for most of the game, but I thought the Bills, I mean, they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. They drive down the, I mean, they drive down the field and they either miss a field goal or they turn it over. I mean, they were just, they just kept shooting themselves in the foot and they finally got it together and scored some touchdowns. I mean, Josh Allen's just, I mean, he, when he's on, he's on, but when he's off, it's just, it's ugly. Yeah. Um, that defense kept him in ball, kept him in the ball game, which surprised the hell out of me. I really thought that Miami there late in the second or early in the second half was just going to just take over, but two is not, he's not the player that I, you know, He's not that game-winning quarterback that's going to take you. That you need to be that you know that drive to win. He's just not that guy right now. I don't. I believe so. But the uh, Bills, I mean, they they needed to win. They wanted that division, so uh, they came out and played, and uh, yeah. they shot themselves in the foot. But they hey, they they found a way to win, and that's what you do, and that's what you're going to have to do in the playoff game too. Yep. Yeah, it's. To me, it's really impressive how the Bills have turned around their season. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we were talking about how they're probably not going to make the playoffs because they were not looking good and they were losing every game. And then props to them, they fire their coach, come around, and now they're on a winning streak and secured a spot in the playoffs. I mean, that's not easy to do midseason firing a coach like that. Offensive coordinator, he doesn't mean head coach. He yeah. Offensive coordinator. Yeah. So, to me, I personally think Josh Allen, when he's on, he's the best football or best player in football. I don't think that there's anybody else who is a one-man offensive juggernaut like Mahomes Josh Allen is. I'd say I'd say it's close. Maybe Patrick Mahomes is a little close above him because he's proven more and won Super Bowls. But I think Josh Allen has the capability, the arm, the movement, the knowledge. It's whenever he gets in those ruts and he starts playing bad and he starts gunslinging like Brett Favre and throwing four interceptions in one game. But then again, he's got five touchdowns to combat it. So it is what it is. It. Some people don't like that. Some people do. And then on the other side, the Dolphins, I don't think that two is the type of guy to go out and win a football game for you, in my opinion. I think that he is the best coach in the league when it comes to offensive schemes, and he has two of the fastest receivers and two of the fastest running backs in the league. So whenever they're running these quick plays and stuff, they look on fire, and then they take their shots. He's got playmakers to go up. But whenever it's two and he's got to make a play, sometimes I just think he's like a system quarterback who can't make that play. And I hate to say it, I don't think that he's the type of guy who's going to win you a Super Bowl. I think they have the most explosive offense in the whole league, but he is not going to win you a Super Bowl. And it sucks to say that because I like watching the Dolphins play in all their skill positions. I love how he's changed the culture and changed it to like this speed offense that's just super fun to watch. And it, it doesn't look like two is the guy to me. Yeah. I- the Bills, they did they like you said, Roy, they kept shooting themselves in the foot, but they, the whole game the Dolphins were in the lead, and then late the Bills stormed back because they stopped shooting themselves in the foot. Um, the Dolphins de- defense is depleted. I know they didn't even play that bad, but their pass rush is really taking a hit from losing their two edge rushers. And with um Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle kind of coming back off injuries, you can tell they're both not one hundred percent. Tyree Kill maybe more, but Jalen Waddle didn't look one hundred percent to my in my opinion. I just the Dolphins just aren't playing good football right now. You can tell that when the season started, that whole offense, no one had seen it. That's a whole new scheme. Yeah. And now as you get in later, every every team's seen the plays, and I think that speed is just – it's coming down just a little bit because people are anticipating certain ones. But uh, 
Shout out to the Bills because at the end of the day, it's about winning football games. And this team has played so many close football games with their season on the line, and they continue to find ways to win. And that should tell you a team that's ready to go on a playoff run. Now, will they win it? Not saying they will. But that's a team that I would not want to play in the playoffs because they're finding a way to win ugly games. Yep. I, so that's all the games that had meaningful impacts this week in the playoffs. The rest were just seedings or non-playoff uh, matchups, so we weren't going to talk about them. That's going to lead me into coach firing. We didn't have it on the script, but we're going to talk about it because there has been coach firings. We've had the Commanders fire Ron Rivera. We've had the Titans mutually depart with Mike Vrabel. I know they said fired. It was more of a mutual depart because I don't think he wanted to be there for a rebuild. Um, we've had the Raiders in the middle of the season fire their coach. The Panthers in the middle of the season fire their coach. Now, we're not going to go over every team and who we think is going to go there. But one fi- one firing that I'm curious to see if it comes is New England because Bill Pelichick has come out into the media and say he plans to coach next year. Yeah. But does that be with New England or a trade? So I just – we won't talk about where we think coaches are going to go and things like that this episode. We'll wait till next week when we have more clarity and all the teams have pretty much fired their guys because they're still in the middle of it. But – uh Bears, will they fire their coach? You know, all these things we'll talk about next week. But uh, I just wanted to go over some of the firings that we've had and the ones we've had in the middle of the season. To me, you guys want to talk about it? I want to talk about the Bill Belichick real yeah. quick. Uh, Rob Gronkowski said this perfectly. He said, there's no way you can fire Bill Belichick because he's too much of a weapon for another team to have. I mean, this guy's considered by some people the greatest head coach of all time. I don't care if he's old and the game's changed. He's proven he can win six Super Bowls. Like, if you fire him, he's going to go to another team. Say he goes to someone like, I don't know, who's like – Raiders. Raiders. Raiders look like they're ready to compete next year. That's a super big weapon to have with one of the best coaches of all time. I understand them wanting to, like, come off of him a little bit and not have him be, like, the GM and all that type of stuff. But leave him as your head coach, man. Like, especially if you're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Nobody better to train your quarterback than that guy right there. I, I just think – I know the Patriots in this case, he is not a free agent, so he will not get fired. It will be a trade if Bill Belichick decides to go and coach somewhere else. Now, if he decides to take a year off, that's a different story. But he is still a Patriot, so if he wants to coach next year somewhere else, it will have to be via trade like we saw with Sean Payton and the Saints and Broncos. Um, the only so. Bill Belichick will only coach next year if he has control of everything. That's how he works. I mean, that's what he wants. Yeah. And if the Patriots, the Patriots have to decide, will they? Will he? Will he? Is he good still in that position? Which I still think he gets players. He's just not. They're just not. He didn't get a quarterback. He hasn't got. Yeah. He hasn't got some the key spots that he needs. Quarterback, running yeah. back. He needs some guys that just need explosive plays. And, yeah, they have, that, and he's got some young guys. The problem they have, I don't think they have, they understand what they're doing in New England. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and but if you look across the league, I don't know if there's anywhere you could go to get control. You know, because yeah. I mean, there's just not. I mean, the only place I could think of would maybe be Carolina because they need some new stuff. Um, yeah. may, uh, maybe um, Atlanta, but Atlanta didn't have a quarterback, and I don't know. If, oh, I mean, he's, that's he's one we missed. Atlanta fire Arthur Smith. Yeah. Good so, because um, I really think the Raiders have found their quarterback or find uh, found their coach. I think they should give yeah. it to Antonio Pierce. I mean, they played yeah. great, and I think uh, you give them another year, maybe some more players. I think that's a different team. But, but I think Bill Belichick. I I personally think he should stay in New England. I think they should keep him and then let him 
just do his magic. Just as, I mean, yeah. he had a bad couple of years here. He's just got to get a quarterback. And if you, there's a couple good ones here in this draft that you that you t- teach him right. He's got an arm that if you teach him right, he, yeah. he could be pretty good. Yeah, I I I think if Bill Belichick does go somewhere, I find it very hard to believe that someone would give him the keys to the GM as well. Just it's very rare in today's game. Yeah. Right? There's only like two teams that do that: Patriots one and the Cowboys being the other. But or not a coach, but a GM and an owner in that regard. Two two yeah. spots in one. But we'll we'll talk more about the coaching firings next week when we get a better picture of all of it. So that's going to jump us into the playoff matchups, and here we are. The playoffs have started. And before I do that, I'll go over our um, picks of the week that we do every week. And I'll tell you what, the regular season over is over, so now we don't get as many picks. So we better have made up some ground. It's probably too late. And guess what? We're going to have a tight finish here. This week, Roy and Bryce both went 9-7, and seven, and I went 11-5. and five. And so that makes our overall gap. Roy in first place at 73-49. and 49. And me and Bryce are tied one game back, 72 and 50. So Roy has a one-game lead going into the playoffs. So a little bit of meaning for every pick. Yep. So every pick from the rest of the way, especially this week, because if you get down two or three, there's only going to be about five or six games left after this week. So this is the week if you want to make up ground after this week, it's going to be tough. Um, But every matchup is hard now. Every team in the playoffs is a good football team. That's why they're in. So these games are going to be tight, and they're going to be close. Um, So that'll just lead us into the first game of the week. We're going to start these on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, excuse me, where the five-seed Browns are going to go into the AFC South champion four-seed Houston Texans. Roy, what do you got? What are you looking for in this game? I actually think the Browns will win. I think their defense is really good. Um, I – I think it'll be a close game. I think CJ Stroud will be able to throw some passes, but I just think that Brown's defense is really good and um, will slow them down. And I think they'll get the yeah. win. Yeah. I, I think that the Texans can be a better team, but it's hard to pick a team as young as the Texans are to go in and beat an aged team like the Browns, especially with their defense. So I have to go with the Browns with this one. I'm also going to go with the Browns due to the fact that the Colts really ran the ball down the Texans throat there in that second half. And the Browns number one idea is to run that football. And I just think with Joe Flacco, even though he's not going to go out there and win you football games probably, but he's not going to go out there and make the mistakes to lose you the games either. I think that defense is too good. And I think they're going to be able to run the ball. And I think they're going to be able to take, the Texans offense out of the game a little bit. Flacco's yeah. a Super Bowl champion yeah. too. So uh, that leads us into Saturday night where we have t- uh, Tyreek's return to KC. Six seed Miami is going to go into Arrowhead and face the number three seed Kansas City Chiefs. Bryce, what do you got here? You know, it's, it's really hard to bet on the Chiefs in the playoffs. They've been there so many times and they've been underdogs, came in and won. Um, but you know what? The Chiefs have been playing bad. I don't see any playmakers to turn it around, and I don't see them beating Miami this week. All right. Roy, what do you got? What are you looking for in this game? Well, that, the my my problem with this game is it's it's at Kansas City, which the weather is going supposed to be bad this weekend. I mean, it's supposed to have a lot of snow. A lot of, It's supposed to be pretty bad. Um, so it's going to come down to running the ball is what's going to happen. I mean, that speed by Miami will get will cause problems for the Chiefs. And um, so that – but I think the Chiefs can be – I mean, with I think they can do a little bit of different – their defense is a little bit better. I am going to go with the Chiefs to win this game just because of the weather, and I think uh, the Chief, I think uh, it's going to be a very low-scoring game, and I think that you'll have a better uh, 
the kicking and everything else advantages go to the Chiefs. So that's what I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think this is close, but my problem with Miami right now is their their pass rush. They they don't get after the pass rush unless they blitz right now due to the fact that their best two pass rushers are out for the season. And for me, the Chiefs' biggest issue is the pass rush. But with that being Miami's weakness right now, I'll say, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I guarantee you if Miami had both those pass rushers, I'm going to go with Miami in this game. But I agree with you, Roy. I think that defense can slow down Miami a little bit. And I think that at the end of the day, if the Patrick Mahomes is not getting pressured, he's going to sit back there and he's going to dice up. I don't care if those receivers drop every pass. He's going well, to get I also think linebackers for Miami are out too, both linebackers yeah. too. So. so because of that, I am going to go with the Chiefs as well. Then that takes us to Sunday where we have three games. The first one, the seven-seed Steelers who sneak in, go to the Bills two-seed, and it is supposed to be a very snowy game from what I've heard up there in Buffalo this week. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. I just – I don't care. I think – the snow actually could help the Steelers, you know, keep that offense intact for the Bills. But I still – the Bills at home, give me the Bills. It's me. I think the Steelers are probably the worst team in the playoffs. I mean, they shouldn't even be in it. So, I'm also going to have to go with the Bills. The Bills love playing in the snow, I think. So, it'll be a fun game to watch. I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, they're, I mean, they're finding ways to win and they're hot. I mean, I when you get hot going in the playoffs, it's hard to be a team early. So, I'm going to go with the Bills. Yeah. Then that takes us to the afternoon game on Sunday where the seven-seed Green Bay Packers go into Arlington to face the two-seed Cowboys. Roy, what do you got here? What do you think? Well, as much as I don't want to root for your your uh, boys there, but um, I think the boy, the King Cowboys got too much talent, too much going on. I don't think Green Bay can can do it. I think their defense has improved, but I don't think they can do it. I'm going with Cowboys. Yeah, to me, uh, Green Bay looked good last week because the Bears were just allowing everything underneath and couldn't tackle Aaron Jones. I don't think that the Cowboys' defense are going to do that. I think that they are very good at covering the pass, and also they have good tacklers. Like, they stopped the run game very well. It might – like, I don't think that this will be very close of a game. I think the Cowboys can kind of push over the Green Bay Packers pretty easy. I actually think this game is going to be kind of close. I think that Green Bay does a few things that the Cowboys struggle at. Uh, I think they could really run the ball well against the Cowboys defense with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon as a duo. Um, and I think that pass rush from Green Bay. Does that mean you're going with Green Bay, right? I, no, I'm not going with Green Bay. I'm going with Dallas. I think this game is close, though. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think – I know the Packers have Jair Alexander, and he's a very good corner. But I'm going to be honest. Nobody can cover CeeDee Lamb in this league right now. And if they uh, travel Jair Alexander, then Brandon Cooks is going to have a field day. And like Bryce said, I do think Dallas can shut down that. Uh, pass game yeah. of Green Bay. Uh, so if they can just stop the run, I think Dallas handles them. But I do think it's close. I think this is a good matchup for Green Bay, honestly. I mean, Jair Alexander is the most overrated corner in the league. I think CD is going to have a field day with that guy guarding him. And then, to me, this is the game of the week, Sunday night. The six-seeded Rams of Matthew Stafford go into Detroit, the three-seed, for their first playoff game in, at home in 20 years plus. I thought Bryce, I'll let you rock what you think. You know, I would feel horrible for the Lions if it wasn't the Lions because they haven't played in the playoffs forever. And now that they're they're going into the playoffs, they have to have Matthew Stafford come back and put a whooping on them. And he's going to. I mean, you just know it. The Rams are playing great. Puka, Cooper Cup, that defense isn't going to be able to stop them. I I mean, their defense is playing great too. And it's going to be the most tragic story I've ever seen. But I could care less because it's the Detroit Lions. 
So you got the Rams. I, yep. I disagree. I think the Lions have been waiting for this shot. I think that the that uh, Ford Field or Ford Stadium or whatever it's called will be rocking its head off, and you they'll come out and they'll run the ball. I don't think I think they'll they'll be able to run the ball on this team. It'll be a close game, but I think the Lions will come out and win this ball game. Yeah, this is an awesome game. The script of this game is unbelievable, and I can't wait to watch it. But if Cowboys lose before this, probably ain't watching. I'll be pissed off. Um, but I do. Th- I think the Lions' defense can slow down the Rams' offense. I just don't know if the Rams' defense can slow down the Lions' offense because Amon Ross St. Brown is unguardable right now. Um, they are without Samuel Porta for the next few weeks. That is a very big thing. But I, I am going to go with the Lions at home, but I think that I could very well see the Rams win this, but I'm going to go with the Lions, and that takes us to Monday night where the five-seeded Eagles are going to go to the four-seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Roy, what do you got, and what are you looking for? Eagles suck right now. Um, They're playing pretty bad. Um, It's Tampa's playing decent, but that, I mean, nothing nothing to get uh, be home about. I mean, they only beat Carolina 9-0. I mean, it's just the it's just how Baker Mayfield plays. I still think the Eagles defense will keep them in this ball game. I am going to go with the Eagles as much as I think Jalen, Jalen Hurts is not playing very well, but I'll, I'll go with the Eagles. Bryce? You know, I've been waiting for the Eagles to turn it on for the past two months maybe, and they look like a bottom five team in the league. Just like They started off with the best record in the league, and since then they've literally looked like a bottom five team in the league. Like If you watch them play – Anytime you wouldn't think that's a playoff team, and I think they just lost AJ Brown too, didn't they? Uh, he's they said he's expected to play. He, okay, sore knee, but he's expected to play. Well, I'm still going to take Tampa Bay with the biggest upset I've seen in a long time, and Baker Mayfield is going to come out and just absolutely put a whooping on these boys. You can't be that bad for that long and expect to win. Yeah, J- just like the Chiefs, in my opinion, I feel like the Eagles they could turn it on any day. And every game you expect them, uh, I'm sure they'll figure it out, but they really haven't. Um, Jalen Hurts, they played last week because they Cowboys lose, they win, they win the division. Didn't happen. Um, he messed up that middle finger of his throwing hand. Yeah. And to me, that tells me they're going to run the ball quite a bit because that finger is messed up. And at the end of the day, that's Tampa Bay's greatest strength is run defense. And for me, the Eagles probably do win this, but I don't trust quarterbacks that aren't playing well when an offense isn't playing well and when the defense, the only thing that you can do probably is run the ball. When the number one thing on the defense is stopping the run, I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win this at home and upset the Eagles um, as well. Uh, and then, obviously, the one seeded Ravens on the AFC and the one seeded 49ers on the NFC both have a buy and have advance next week. So I think that's going to do it for our NFL segments. Anybody got anything else? Nope. Um, I think, right. good. think that's going to roll us into our college football section. Where we only had one game this week, national championship. Not just one game, the game. There we go. Turn this shit off. That's all that matters. Uh, we, we can mute them. Uh, where Michigan and Washington played last night, and Michigan wins convincingly 34-13. Bryce, I'll let you go first. We're going to be pretty quick. We're going to let Roy yeah, I dip think, into this. I think that the reference was kind of bad in this game, but I don't think that changes the outcome. The no, no, what uh, was bad? Did you, did you let me finish? I said I don't think it changes the outcome. I think uh, as much as the shit I've talked on Michigan, I think they were clearly the better team going into this. I just couldn't say that. Uh, them beating Alabama, I mean, it just proved that they were probably going to walk over whoever came out of the game of Washington and 
Texas. I don't think either one of those teams even had a chance. But that's the way that this shitty college football system set up. If they were to play someone like Georgia, they probably got enrolled by 60. I still don't think they were the best team in college football. But, you know, college football playoffs sucks. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, me and Roy last week both picked Michigan to win. And it, we, the game went exactly how we thought. Michigan run just could not be stopped against Washington. We knew that was going to be the number one issue. I mean, um, J.J. Marthy had to complete 10 passes. Like, he wasn't even needed. They could have ran the ball every play. They would end up finding a way to win. Um, I was impressed how much Michigan slowed down the Washington offense. Um, I actually thought they were going to put up quite a bit of points, but they really didn't. They kind of stalled. They went for it a few times, didn't get it. Um, Michigan's defense played a little bit better than I thought they would. But at the end of the day, we kind of knew that Michigan was going to run the ball down their throat, and they did. And two long runs from Edwards in the first half, and then it was a quorum show in the back end. So – Congrats to Michigan. Um, Jim Harbaugh, I believe, has played coached his last game at Michigan. I think he's on his way out. Future Bears head coach. That'll that'll be for another topic. But uh, the cheaters I'll finally win. Nah, Sign Steelers. Well, that's all that matters is the victors are the champions because that's what was going to happen. This wasn't clo- this game wasn't as close as what the score looked like. Uh, Michigan should have just. The second, third quarter is they were saying how the uh, Washington's defense was doing. Michigan just did outthought things and didn't play their game and was trying to get cute like they always do and kept them close. That's not how it was. Michigan's defense was there to play. They did a great job of getting Impendix's head because that's what you got. You got right when you have a good quarterback. All you got to do is rush him up the middle, get him get him moving faster, and look how many incomplete passes he threw to wide open guys. And that's because you get when you uh, speed him up. That's all you can get him uh, playing better. So Jesse Mentor, a hands-off greatest defensive coordinator in college football. Uh, Sharon Moore finally in the second half finally just said, you know what, screw it. We're just going to bl- run, play quorum, and just run the hell out and, and make him stop it. And J.J. ran. That's what we needed was J.J. McCarthy to run a little bit. We don't need his arm. We're just That's the way the Michigan's built. Just too tough. But this was not going to be a close game because the Big Ten and SEC teams – are very strong and in the middle and they can pound it to you. And so Jim Harbaugh, the greatest college football coach ever will remain oh, at Michigan. We remain at Michigan. Hey, let me tell you, this has been he learned football with the Chicago Bears, bud. I was a junior in high school when Michigan won in 1997 and it's finally back. And we can now say, you're just corny. It's all that matters, man. We are the champions, finally, and we'll be. We're going to come back and repeat next year. Yeah, right. JJ's coming back. Jim Harbaugh's coming back, and we're coming back. No chance. Neither one of them are coming back, and you guys might not even make the twelve-person college football playoffs next year. We'll have JJ will be back, and so will Jim Harbaugh. Hmm. Mark it down right now. I think that's all we got for college football. I mean, it's going to be a long off season. I don't know how much we're going to be able to talk about it after because transfer portal. I mean, we're not going to we're not going to be talking about the 966 transfers. Um, so that's probably going to do it for college football for us. Uh, baseball is going to start ramping up here soon. You hope. I mean, this has been the quietest off season I've ever seen so far. Yeah. Um, and football, we'll have the playoffs, and then it's going to start getting a little different of a podcast after that. Well, we'll have some of the XFL yeah. because we'll be at every game. So right. we'll have a little bit of football. But we'll uh, we'll 
open up to more questions hopefully then and yeah. be able to have some guests on. And we will, after the season ends for football, or maybe even for teams who have already been eliminated, we will have a segment and talk about them. Uh, just a recap of their season, future needs, and all those things. So we will have football every episode, just not in game version after the season. Yeah. But uh, I think that's all we got. I think we're just going to go into Josh's uh, advice, Bryce's facts, and Roy's old man wisdom. And I got an interesting advice, this one. This one's going to be for the playoffs. For the, I'll talk about the teams that are being at home this week. So the Cowboys, the uh, Buccaneers, the Lions. Use the home field advantage to your advantage. When that stadium gets loud on third downs, send heat. Make that quarterback uncomfortable. All those things. Use the crowd noise to your advantage because it can really change the landscape of a football game. That is true. You know, they call it the 12th man on the field. Yeah. So, uh, it moves over to Bryce Facts. And I just want you guys to try and guess, how many baseballs do you think are used every MLB season? Oh, baby. Yeah. I don't I – I know they use, like, 30 or 40 a game. So I will say – I'm going to say 500,000. I have no clue if that's even close. I'm going to say a little over a mil. Well, I'd say Roy's – you guys are, like, it's in the middle. It says around 850,000 balls are used on an average per season, and the MLB spends about $5.5 million on baseballs alone. Uh, the second thing that I have is that kite flying is a technically a professional sport. It's recognized by Thailand. Uh, the competitions are similar to ice skating, where competitors are judged based on performances. Like ballet, it involves being able to artistically interpret – compulsory figures so kite flying is a big thing over there in thailand and then the last thing it's not even like that crazy of a fact but it's 60 percent of runners are listen to music while running the thing i really wanted to talk about is what are the other 40 percent of the psychopaths doing while they're running now (laughs) if they're saying only 60 percent listen to music but like 35 percent listen to like podcasts that's different but if they don't listen to anything that's yeah that's yeah I, I mean i don't know i feel like if you're listening if you're running you should probably be listening to some type of music at, or maybe a podcast uh, I, too when, when i was running marathons and stuff i used to run uh listen to podcasts or tv well, shows if, if you're listening to something that's fine i think oh, no, the, you can't just oh, go run for that yeah. yeah now if you're sprinting i guess i understand it but i don't think that's counting in the running category yeah people don't go run and i mean you see those guys in the, that yeah, win the marathons they don't have headphones on so well, I don't know if you can in like competition. Yeah, so maybe they practice without it. Ah, maybe. Well, that's what they do. But I'm what they're probably I mean, but they're thinking what those guys are thinking is mile times. They're trying to yeah. get to stress yeah. and think about mile times, what they're trying to do. That's where they're focused on that. So they're psychopaths. Yeah. So. I agree. That hey, uh, mine is for anybody that's a fan of a, a fan of a sport uh, or of a team. You know, last night winning the national championship, I mean, let me tell you, it's a relief. I mean the Yankees haven't done shit since 09 as a Yankee fan. I'm a Michigan fan since I've been a Michigan fan since 1989 when they beat Illinois in the Final Four. Loved it. Been a fan since. And oh, they've won. Sorry. They've been, and I mean, I mean, how hard is it? Michigan has been to, uh, since 1989, they won the national title in 87. They've been to, uh, they've won a couple hockey titles, but in the NCAA, they've been to four or three uh, NCAA tournament championship games and lost all three. And that's a heartbreak. And finally to come through and win, let me tell you, the advice I have, just stick with your team. Eventually they'll make you 
they'll make you proud and then then you'll be pissed at them next year so i think that's gonna do it uh make sure you hit the like button subscribe comment uh subscribe if you're new especially and then we will see you next week and we'll have some playoff matchup uh results peace go blue